Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is Giddy Up with Gareth Hall on this Friday morning. It's an exciting Friday because tomorrow we have the Caulfield Cup and the Everest. Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments joins me now to preview those two great races. Dino, hello to you. Good morning, Gareth. Great to uh, great to speak with you this morning. And yeah, absolutely cracking race in this Saturday. Two, two massive races. The Everest, $15 million and the the $5 million story Caulfield Cup and, um, you know, some capacity fields in both. And, uh, yeah, wish, wish the weather was a little bit better, but um, the racing's still very hot. So Caulfield, it's a drying day in Melbourne, hopefully today and tomorrow it's fine, but we'll be racing on a heavy track. Has that changed your opinion on this race? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, there's, um, there's, there's probably a fair few horses that uh, are dry track horses that you can rule sort of a line through. Um, someone like sort of Maximo and uh, Crystal Pegasus, an inspirational girl, and um, you know, great house would probably prefer a, a, a drier track. Um, so I think it's I think it's sort of ruled ruled a few out. Um, but a few of the horses that I was keen on um, tend to tend to go pretty well on a, on a wet track. So it, it sort of solidified my thinking on, on some of the runners. So just quickly then, for the punters out there doing their form. What horses do you think that we can definitely put a line through? It's probably likely that Maximo will come out anyway. John O'Shea pointing out that if it's too wet, he'll save that horse, hopefully, to get a start in a Cox Plate. But Inspirational Girl, um, I thought she had a bit of a question mark whether she'll handle the heavy, but you think that she might be out of play now because of the ground. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, she's a Western Australian horse, so they, they generally don't get too much opportunity to see the wet track. And when she ran in the Doncaster um, last prep, she sort of put in a couple of good runs, winning the Blaney and then in the All-Star Mile, and, and then was down the track in the Doncaster. So at this point in time, I think being third up over 2,400, um, which is already a bit of a query for her on the wet track, I, I'm not too keen on her there. Um Crystal Peck is another one that needs the wet, great house. I think uh, generally needs it drier. Um, so Crystal Peck just needs it dry. And, and non-conformist is the other one where you just go through his performances and um, he's never really been on anything on a really wet track, but he seems more of a dry track horse as well. So um, so I, I think there's a few there where it, it, it sort of doesn't really um, suit them. Um, and even probably Jua, it just doesn't seem to be going particularly well this prep, but I, I don't think she's really a, a bold track horse either. So, um, no, it's going to do two things. It's going to aid those who like the wet track, and it's also going to aid those, obviously, who can really run out the trip. Let's have a look at the market. Thanks to Bet365. Gold Trip, 13 Juaz at $13. Knight's Order, $12. Montefilia at $21. David Payne told me yesterday that she's ready to run a big race and the track shouldn't bother her. She's getting out to a big price. You got Numerian at thirteen, Unconformist at twelve dollars, Val and Declare twenty six, no compromise at twenty one, Allegron at twelve, Benno at nine dollars, Great House at twenty three, Inspirational Girl at fifteen, Maximal at twenty six, Sound at one hundred and twenty six dollars, Chapada at sixty one dollars, Crystal Pegasus at seventy one, the favourite Smoke and Romans. What a story this is! At four dollars forty, Charlie Rose at eighty one dollars. Durston, 23, and Macram at $34. Dean Evans, what are you doing in this year's Caulfield Cup? Look, there's, there's one horse in particular that I'm, I'm really keen on, and that's uh, New Marion. He's got exceptional form overseas. Um, he 
he beat the Coxplate winner, Sir Dragon A, by 2.8 lengths in Ireland on a heavy track. It was a, uh, a heavy 11 that day. Um, and he bolted in. And, and he was also beaten ahead by the Coxplate runner-up Armoury on a heavy track in Ireland as well. Um, so he handled the wet. Um, he took a bit of time to acclimatise here in his sort of uh, early time in Australia. But the last prep, he won at Group 2 level in Brisbane. He beat Maximal by 2.3 lengths. Maximal then went from second in the Turnbull, beaten 1.4 lengths by Smoke and Rogans, who's a Cookville Cup favourite here. Um, and and Numerians had two runs as prep, running second both times. He ran really strong closing sectionals first up in the Chelmsford, running second behind Knight's order. Um, but he, he sort of ran the ninth quickest last 600 metres of, of all runners on, on the day at Randwick there. Um, and then he was second to Cascadian in the Hill Stakes. Um, but that run was, was sort of better than it looks on paper, even though it was beaten four lengths. They ran plus 17 for the first section. And Numerian was up there on the speed. Um, and Cascadian was sort of just smoking its pipe right out the back and was able to run over the top. And Cascadian's you know, a genuine group one weight for age runner. He's probably going to be in the Cox Plate. So, um, you know, I think it's really telling that, that Tommy Berry has given up um, a lot of rides. You know, he's given up the Everest ride. Um, and uh, and he also had the Arcado and the Cozzy, who he's won on before in that, that big race and, and other rides in Sydney to come here and ride the course. Um, and I think the wet track's really going to suit me, Marion. Uh, he's an on-pacer. I can see him with not a huge amount of pressure here after sort of Knight's Order will lead quite comfortably. And then you've got sort of Charlie Rose, Smoke and Romans, and Numerian will all be there on on, on speed. Um, and the rest tend to sort of get back. So I just think he's going to get a perfect run. He's got one of the best jockeys in the race, Tommy Berry. Um, and, and he just profiles really nicely for this race. So Numerian on top at a great each-way price for Annabelle Nisham and Tommy Berry. And Tommy Berry's been keen to ride this galloper in the Caulfield Cup a long way out. Basically, at the start of the spring, he indicated that's where he wanted to be on this day. Outside of Numerian, do you give, what's your second best? Like a horse, like a leg run. We had a chat to James Cummings yesterday, Dean, and he said there shouldn't be, don't worry about the, the gap in between runs. He did have a temperature before the Turnbull Stakes but he's a horse that probably can get away with that break because he enjoys the gap in between runs. Do you give him a hope? And then you look at this year's Caulfield Cup and you've got Benno that won a, a maiden at Nara, who's only won the one race, and then Gold Trip, who carries top weight at 57.5 despite only being victorious once as well. It's a unique and fascinating Caulfield Cup this year when you look at it that way. It is, absolutely. And, and those three are actually the, the three that I have, second, third, and fourth. You've okay. basically nailed them. I think, I think I've got Gold Trip second. Um, he is, you know, a highly touted importer. He had exceptional Group 1 form in France, ran fourth in the Prix de Light de Triomphe. He was a good third, went second up in the naturalism. He had a huge weight. And he was only beaten two lengths in the turn, but I think it was the run of the race. You know, he, was, he sat three wide, no cover. Um, the two big pluses now for him, he gets to 2,400 metres, which is where he's run his peak races overseas. And he gets a wet track where he's also, uh, you know, run his, his peak races. So it's D-Day for Gold Trip. Um, you know, this is really the race that I think uh, is there to win, although I'm sure as an overseas horse he'll, he'll get better and better, um, you know, in his coming preparations. I, I do think this is a big, big chance for him. Allegron, I'm very pleased to hear that James thinks he's ready to rock. I, I would have had him, you know, um, potentially top pick had he run in the Turnbull. I, I'm concerned that he's third up, but... You've only got to take a, a line through the fact that he ran third up in the Australian Derby uh, last prep on a very heavy Randall track. Um, it was a really big run, and you know he was only beaten 
uh, less than a length by Hitotsu and Benno that day. So, you know, if James thinks he's perfectly right and it's not a concern, then a leg on is, is absolutely a huge chance. Benno was an excellent second in the, uh, in the Australian Derby as a three-year-old on the wet track. You know, narrowly beaten. He's been set for this. Uh, he's going really well. Um, I like that he sort of had four runs. He'd be absolutely rock-hard fit. And he handles the wet. So he's a big chance. Too. I just, my concerns are probably, you know, you've drawn out barrier 20. He's going to get a long way back. He's going to have a lot of good horses to, to run past on that really heavy track. Um, and, and Regan Bayless is, is sort of new to, to Caulfield in Melbourne. He hasn't done much riding. At the at the Caulfield track, so, um, so that's probably why I've got Benno fourth, just so I think he's going to have to do a lot more lot more work and and uh, than some of the other horses, but they're all good chances. Um, and then you got you know Smoking Romans is the favourite. I just have to bet around. It's quite incredible. Exactly 365 days ago to to Saturday, he yeah. he ran second to a hurdler in a midweek at <laughs> BM84, um, and and now he's a Caulfield Cup favourite. You know, you look at the weights and measures, he has the ticks in terms of the trainer, the jockey, the prep and the weight. But, um, you know, I think he's won two sort of walkathon races uh, um, so far this prep. Um, and, uh, you know, he's going to see more pressure here. And um, I'm just struggling to uh, to back a horse like Smoke and Romans at sort of, yeah. you know, $4, $50, $4, $80 in the Quartal Cup. I, I have to bet around him. It's an amazing game, this thoroughbred game. Six months ago, six months is a long time in racing. You had Joaz doing what she did in the Tancred and Australian Cup. You had Montefiore going straight past Very Elegant in a group one over 2,000 metres at Rose Hill. And now those two horses are the outsiders behind Smoke and Romans. You just told us about his journey. Benno, that's only won the one race, and that was at Nowra in a maiden. Gold trip, albeit he's finished fourth at an arc, but he's only had the one success as well. It could be a, It could be a game that you think, how does that happen? Um, but it's going to be a great race tomorrow <laughs> in the Caulfield Cup. We might take a quick break. This is Giddy Up with Gareth Hall on this Friday. We are previewing the big races tomorrow with one of the very best in the business, Steve Evans from Winning Edge Investments. And for the SEN listeners out there, all you need to do, and you're backing winner already, head to Winning Edge Investments. Um, and uh, if you go to the promotions page, you just type in SEN and you will get 50% for the rest of your life um, off for the membership. So um, if you do that, you are backing a winner already. We'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll preview the Everest straight after this. You're listening to Giddy Up on this Friday with Gareth Hall. Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments is with me as we start to preview the Everest. It's race seven at Randwick tomorrow and having a look at the Bet365 market. Jeez, he's been backed heavily in the last 24 hours nature strip. He could have got around 250 with Bet365. He's now into $2. Eduardo 11. Lost and running 750, Mask Crusader at 12, Marsu at 17, Private Eye at $13, Overpass at 50 to 1, Ingratiating at $51, Joyful Fortunes out the gate of $71, Shades of Rose at $51, Jackano at 11, and Giga Kick at $23. The Emergencies Forbidden Love at 100 to 1, Apache Chase $151, Kementari 80 to 1, and In the Congo at $101. Geez, this has been a good go for Nature Strip. Um, he's been heavily supported here. Um, your thoughts on the market now, Dean? Yeah, well, look, you know, Nature Strip is on the, the TJ Smith in the autumn over this track distance three years in a row, um, vaulting in over Eduardo last year, won the Everest, obviously, last year. There's a couple of VRC sprints, Amora Galaxy and the Kingstown Nascot. So, you know, he's the best sprinter in the world. He's been set for this. Uh, the range effect, the tracks are positive. 
Um, and the two runs as prep, I think, have been better than probably ahead of the Everest and the TJ Smith last year. So the horse is flying. You get to a wet track that suits him. Um, you know, it's hard to knock him as a horse. I think the, the one interesting thing here is, you know, there's definitely going to be plenty of speed. We've got Eduardo and, and Joyful Fortune, who I think is really going to push forward and press for the lead. Um, you know, nature strips drawn out wide there in the outside gate in 12. Um, and then you've, you've got sort of horses like uh, Shades of Rose, Overpass and Mazu, who are always going to want to be handy. Um, but if you need to jump well, then they could be right up there too. So, you know, it's just going to be interesting if um, if a couple of horses do decide they really want to push forward. And we know Nature Strip can be slow away. Um, and we know that, you know, he likes to sort of uh, dominate and lead. But um, if they kick up inside him and he just has to do quite a bit of work to get to the front, um, then, you know, there's some pretty strong horses who, who like to close here. And, um, you know, we do need to remember that, you know, Nature Strip, he won the Everest last year, but he only won it by sort of a neck um, and had uh, you know, horses like Mask Crusader um, really eating into, um, eating into the line late. So, you know, he's going to have some quality horses chasing after him um, and lost some running Mask Crusader and, uh, um and Jack and Bo, and uh, you know, I think that's going to make it a really intriguing race if they go as quickly as um, as I hope in front. What's his right price, Dean, then, Nature's Trip? Because I agree with you a little bit. I don't think the speed map's going to be too kind for him, especially when you've got the Beyond Baker train gallopers that need to be on pace. Mark Newnham has told us as well during the week that their first option will be to lead with Joyful Fortune. Eduardo will be trying to own that race outside the leader. I would imagine Marzu, they, they rode him too pretty the other day, so they would probably want to make it hard for Nature's Trip as well. So what price should he be? And after two to 300 metres, where do you think James McDonald will be? I think six to four is about his right price. And I think, I think $2.50 is probably is probably a fair price. I think $2 is, is very short in a, you know, a race of this quality and depth um, and, and given the map position. Whilst, you know, if it was three dollars it would be sort of bet, bet, bet. But um, you know, I think around two dollars fifty is the right price. Um I, I think a lot's gonna come down to how well Nature Strip jumps. Um, you know, he, he, he can jump jump uh, slowly away. You know, the outside gate's actually an advantage for him because he can just sort of use his um use that sort of high cruising speed, even when he's slow away, he picks him up pretty quickly and gets into the right position. But uh, you know, when when he's won his races um, the Everest and the TJ Smith is, is either led or set outside the leader. Um, what was interesting though was he was able to come from sort of third, fourth in the shorts after he was slow away um, and set behind them and blew them away. So I've always sort of felt that he could do that um, and he's never really needed to. Um, but, I, you know, I do think there's a, there's a potential that, um, you know, Eduardo and, and, and Joyful Fortune kick up um, and then, you know, a lot will depend on how, how hard they push forward on Marzu, as you spoke about, and Shades of Rose and Overpass. And then James is going to have to make a decision. I think he, he's potentially going to have to decide whether he, you know, pushes forward from that three wide position, uh, whether he's actually happy to sit out three wide, depending on how the track's playing, um, or, or whether he actually takes a step and sort of settles fourth and the one out, one back uh, slots in there and is, is prepared to then run past them. Um, but, you know, in that scenario, he doesn't sort of get to dominate and, and bully them like he has previously. And, you know, does that mean that, that the, the dangers that I think that the two of them, like Lawson running Mask Crusader and Giacomo, have, you know, have the potential to, 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 um, to run them down?
All right, then we'll play this game, Dean, if it's okay. $50. If I gave you $50, how are you investing it in the Everest? Look, uh, Lawson Running's a horse I've, I've been keen on really since last year. You know, he ran fourth in this race last year, beaten two lengths when he was inexperienced. It's really important to note that both Classic Legend and Nature Strip were unplaced in their first Everest um, before winning it in the subsequent year. Um, and, and last year before the Everest, he ran fourth in the Premier, beaten 1.5 lengths, and this year he won it, you know, rating substantially better. So I think the horse is flying. I think he looks a really strong chance here. Um, and Mars Crusader was, was an unlucky second to Nature Strip in the TJ Smith and the Everest last year. Um, he didn't come up in the spring, but he was a good third in the Premier, so he's getting back to his best. I think he'd prefer it drier. I still think uh, he's a chance here. You know, Jack and I, the Golden Rose winner. Yes, 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 came off a close second in the Golden Rose to win this. And I think he's, he's right there in the mix as well. Um, you know, I think if you had $50, I'd, I'd be taking on Nature Super the $2. Uh, at the moment, I'd, I'd probably be having 30 on, on Lost and Running, who um, I, I do think is, is the, the big danger Nature Strip. I'd probably having, you know, 10 on Mars Crusader and Jack Bonneau as well, because I think if the speed gets poured on, um, uh, as much as it looks on paper, um, then, you know, Nature Strip's going to have to do a bit of work and then it, it could be a very exciting finish. I think if something beats him, it's not going to beat him far, but, um, but at the prices, you know, he, he sort of, he did sort of fall in in the Everest last year and, um, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's going to have to be better this year as an eight-year-old, I think, to win this one. We'll have a quick look at the Silver Eagle before we say goodbye. Mr. Mozart, 380 star, Tonte, 650, Valana, $9 with bet 365. And then you go down to Lock Eagle at 11, Waterford at $6, and Espiona at $6.50, Jimmy the Bear at $16. How do you assess the Silver Eagle now? Uh, look, I, I think a big part of it's just going to be how the track's playing. Um, you know, we, we did see it very leader biased um, last week, and and we saw that sort of Queen Elizabeth Day um, in the autumn as well when it when it gets really heavy. Um, you know, hoping there's no rain sort of today and tomorrow, and then it, it might be a bit more of a fairer track. If it's a, if it's a fair track and they're running on, I, I do think Star Tontes is the one to beat. Um, you know, she she got beaten those in the surround stakes on a heavy track. This track distance um, as a three-year-old, and then she won the, the Tats Tiara. Um, and her last run in Brisbane, last prep. The two runs of this prep, I think you can forgive them both. You know, her, her sectionals are outstanding. She ran the, the second quarter's last 400 metres and her first up run, uh, despite being beaten to the 2.3 lengths. And then last start, she was big four lengths, but she was held up, uh, you know, pretty much um, uh, the last 150 metres and never got a, uh, a clear run and still ran the quickest last 600 to 200 metres sectional of the all runners on the day. Um, so that's sort of showed how well she's going. So I think she's flying. She handles a wet track. Um, and if the track's playing fair, I really think Star Tontes is the one to beat. Um, I think if it's on speed, then you've really got to look at horses like Mr. Mozart, um, who's, you know, just a, a tough on pace who maps sort of nicely here on the Doncaster Prelude last uh, prep beating our Playboy and then won the Hawksbury Guineas on the far lap as well. Um, and there's a good second sort of first up to, to Kiku. So he's probably the, the key danger. And, and if it's on speed, the other one, the lavish girl, who was second in the thousand, giving you a prelude first up um, and, and won the Angus Armanasco over this distance last prep. Um, so I think it's going to really depend on on how the track's playing. Um, the other interesting one is Espiona, uh, that um, it wasn't going to run in this uh, race last week. I think if it's if it's a backmarker's race and it's the other one that, I think it's just not a Rose Hill horse. You look at its form at Rose Hill and it just doesn't seem to enjoy its home track. 
Um, but her best runs have certainly been at Randwick um, and her best runs have certainly been once she's got to uh, 1,400 as well. So if they're running on, start on days and Espiona. If they're on pace, Mr. Mozart or Lavish Girl, and I'll, I'll be betting essentially based on how the track's playing by, by that race. And just before we let you go, Dino, there's a few text messages coming through. Gareth, can you ask Dean for his $50 staking plan for the Caulfield Cup? Which way would you go there? Um, given the uncertainties, I'd, I'd be having 25 each way in New Marion. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I still think gold trip needs to prove itself, even though it's my second pick. Um, Allegron's had that little setback, and then Benno's got the wide draw. And, um, so, you know, my, my most confident pick is just, I think New Marion really is, is there to run a big race, and I'd be having 25 each way on him. And I can give you $13 and $4 the place for New Marion in the Caulfield Cup. Dino, great work. And, of course, winning edge investment. So what do the SEN listeners need to do to get the 50% discount for a lifetime membership? Just up at winningedgeinvestments.com. Go to membership options. Click whichever service uh, I think suits them best um, and, and type in SEN. And, and that's a 50% ongoing lifetime discount for them for that uh, first membership. Sensational, mate. Enjoy your day. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Gareth. Appreciate great, it. Great to catch up with Dean Evans. It's news time. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.